fat loss is really a matter of there's no finish line. Once you once you decrease the energy content of your fat cells, you don't get to just say game over. You exactly. have to now live a life that keeps them empty. They're still there. You still your fat loss your fat cells aren't going anywhere. They're empty. And if you've gotten there in a way that's just metabolically or hormonally compromising, you're gonna be primed for fat gain anyway. What are you doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main F's in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ledeen, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. So as promised, my husband, Eric Ladine is back. And today I wanna officially, formally, you know, interview him so that you can see behind the brand. And, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's definitely an OG in the space. It's why, you know, when I hired him back in 2007 and learned all of his ways, I knew that his way was the way I wanted to learn. And so hopefully you'll see in this interview that I share just um, the growth and the evolution of Lean Bodies Consulting, but also just to see the passion as to where it even started and all began. So I'm excited for you to listen to Eric again. Okay. Welcome back. Hi, honey. Hello. Okay. So as promised, I'm really glad that you did come back on real quick. So if you're just joining us here on the Effort Podcast, go back to episode 47, where I got to bring on my hubby and we actually talked more about the personal journey today. I, um, I actually, this is for real, the truth. We were in the bedroom and I said, let's go record a podcast. And I want to surprise you and not really tell you what we're doing. And he's sitting here right now in my pink Hmm. hoodie. It's not a Snuggie. It's an hoodie. And uh, I wish you could see it. (laughs) And uh, I wanted to kind of just like pop it on him because you know, Eric is amazing with his words, he, you know, but what you haven't seen is he's actually really good with speaking to. He's so good at his writing, but um, I'm going to interview him today and kind of take you through, I mean, his journey first. And then, you know, a lot of people ask like, what is LBC? What is Lean Bodies Consulting? Well, Lean Bodies Consulting is Eric's baby. And so I want to take him through where he got into this. And because most people, you know, don't ever brag on themselves. And so I'm like, what a better time for me to come and bring him on because I doubt that most people know that Eric was on Bridezilla's as a coach. I would have forgot to even mention that actually. (laughs) I have to, because I was a client of Eric's and, you know, I I know where I was (laughs) when you're going to, I know this story and I know exactly where I was. I, I had found out through doing some searching that you know, Eric had been one of these coaches on Bridezilla's. It came on the TV. He's a celebrity trainer. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my coach. So this is back in the day when we had DVRs and you could like record your TV. (laughs) So I recorded a little clip of it and I thought I'd be so cute and post it in your forum, which we'll talk about. Um, And I posted it. And within minutes I had a PM, which is a private message pop up. It says thunder has sent you a private message and he was not happy. Wasn't it oxygen still? No, No, it was on yours. And uh, he, you know, he was like, this is not funny. I thought it was cute, but I want to take you through it because Lean Bodies Consulting, you know, not to, to brag too much here, but it's, it's an original in the fitness space. And so, you know, people have had Eric on their podcast and they've interviewed him as a guru and as like the OG. So today I get to have the OG of online training because those of you listening right now and are probably, you know, following us on social media and you see these coaches, they're a dime a dozen. You know, Eric was a coach back in the day before we even had social media. So 
take me back. And I kind of want to, I'm hoping people will go listen to 47 where you talked about, you started training in high school. In fact, you, you did a cycle. You, you did some steroids, not even real stuff. So you got the, the itch, but then what did you go to school for at first? So you went to university, which is college for us Americans. It's funny. I have to try to get back in this space. Yeah. So I was really tall and really skinny in high school. So when I finished high school, so I'm six one. Well, I say I've been saying I'm six one let's my whole just, life. Let's accept six two. I just figure anything over six one is a bit awkward. So I've just said six one. I'm but putting anyways, it in the bio. Six my one, husband six, two. who's six two. Yeah, hundred and forty five pounds. So that's that's uh, what I what I weighed. You know, um, when I started training in high school and an inseam of forty four, meaning like you had really yeah, long, I have legs. long legs. So that's when I started working out. So I had, you know, your friends in high school that teased for being skinny and stuff like that. And it's anything. It's like a body image issue, right? So that's where that all started. And then, um, you know, I got the bug, you know, for working out, you know, at a point there. And then I, I went to university. I actually, when, you know, you do your yearbook. So in my yearbook, you have your, you know, the graduating year and my, whatever you have your, your caption, it said like, Something about chemical engineering and University of Toronto. And ironically enough, I didn't apply to any chemical engineering program anywhere, nor did I apply to U of T for anything. (laughs) So funny how that changed so quickly. So I ended up going to McMaster to natural science program. What did you go into first? So it's just general science. I didn't know what I was going to do at all. British New University was kind of the next step and uh, something in science because I was, that's what I did well at in high school. Right. Math and science. So, you know, I did all that and then I'm still not sure what to do. And then second year, I actually, you got to pick, you know, you're, you have a general science first year, you're taking, you know, all the, you know, physics, biology, chemistry, whatever. And second year, you have to kind of pick. So I picked uh, environmental science. <laughs> so I'm thinking environment, there's always going to be a job with the environment. <laughs> right. And so the classes you take are, Climatology. Yeah, I can't even see you doing geology, this. geomorphology, sedimentary chemistry. <laughs> sedimentary <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> Things like that. You know, I didn't really enjoy it. But this is the time when I really got more into just the interest in working out and bodybuilding and stuff like that. And so that's just what I was doing. So my interest in the human body started to really kind of flourish at this point too. So I was waiting for the the next, you know, muscle mag or flex magazine to come out, you know, whatever the bodybuilding magazine was. I think it's important to point out too, because we are in a world now that people actually go into this as just a lucrative way to make money. When you started out, it was just a love. Like it oh. just was, you love the gym. Yeah, I, I, I loved it and, it and it helped me, you know what I mean? Like, I like doing it. I like the, the, the physical aspect of it. Mind you, you don't really think you're making any progress when you have kind of a warped perception of your body anyways. You know, even when I got up to like 200 pounds, I still felt I looked like this exact same thing. You know, and I'd already gained 50 pounds, you right. know what I mean? But 6'1", six, 6'2", six, 200 pounds isn't exactly it's big, right? right? But anyways, this time, because I started to get interested in just the human body and stuff like that, I love nutrition and just physiology and stuff. I thought, I'm going to go to environmental science. This is useless, right? I hate this. So I'm going to be a chiropractor. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yes. So that was my plan now. And now, you know, Canada only has one school, right? Right. Well, two. One's a French-speaking school. So one English-speaking school. Whereas in the U.S., there's like probably at least one school per state. Some states have two. And in the U.S., it's just an academic game. If you have the right prerequisites and your grades are fine, you're good to go. In right. Toronto, it's really competitive, right? So after my second year, I switched over to go back to first year in kinesiology, transfer my electives, and just start in kin with the plan. I need to get anatomy. I need to get biomechanics, right. you know, things and like that. And still training, loving that, yeah. changing your own body in the meantime. Yeah, you know, doing cycles, you know what I mean? Getting bigger, you know what I mean? And right. training and just just immersed in that kind of like. Right. Doing your love. own. And I only bring this up because we're going to tie Doing your own nutrition. Nobody oh, else yeah. at this point, right? Yeah. Just, just your own. Just me. Okay. I'm in Ken, you know what I mean? And I'm just working that program. And 
still into training. This is when I, I did start to help a couple of friends. Right. But with, never a personal trainer. I've and never been a, in the gym personal trainer ever. Which is. I don't. I just never. I don't. I think it's more like rep count, professional rep counting in the average commercial gym. Which it is because here's the thing. And I think this is really fascinating. You don't really get to do what you want to do. You never a personal trainer yet. When we've done our conferences, I've never met someone that would be a better personal trainer. Like meaning yeah. like it's kind of cool that you've never seen, like never been one because they do kind of suck. They probably usually. wouldn't allow me to do it my way. That's why I probably am the way I am because right. it's just, I've never had any kind of teaching on how to be a personal trainer. I just, I really? know what I, I know what I'm trying to get you to do. Right. So I'm just going to just reef on your body and get you to move in the great. way I want you it's to move. great. Okay. So back there, so you go into Kin yeah. and, and you decide to, I mean, still, we're still not even at lean bodies, but no. you're, you're in this field. The chiropractic is where you're headed, but yeah. then- doesn't end up happening, obviously. No. Tell us about that. So my dad and I go down to the school that I want to go to, which is in Dallas, and mm-hmm. we visit the school. And it's awesome. I'm super looking forward to it. But, you know, it's a quarter million dollars. Whoa. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I still remember. I just was so – I knew my parents weren't comfortable with it. And uh, I certainly wasn't comfortable with that kind of debt either. So I thought I'm going to apply to the Canadian school. So I applied to Toronto. I basically put the U.S. out of my head. Right. It was done. And then I got smashed on the interview. I knew it didn't go well. So my intention was to reapply the next year, show persistence that I'm really serious. In the meantime, I'm still thinking, what am I going to do? So I'm like, aha. So wait, let's just, I mean, because I know now it's such a blip. And, but that was probably devastating at the time, right? Yeah, I didn't know what those, yeah, I was, and I, I, and I, what, I honestly just didn't know what I was going to do. I don't know. I, I mean, not like I didn't, oh no, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like, I just, hmm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I don't know what I want to do. I don't have a particular love. I do, but I don't have a particular. But at that time, it's not like online coaching. No, right? of course, How do you no, monetize gosh, no. this, right? There's no such thing. I mean, really, right. that I'm aware of anyway. Right. And so while you're waiting. Yeah. So I end up going to uh, do a uh, bachelor's of education. So teacher's college, basically. And I, I'll be a teacher. You know, all these, it's the baby booners that are all retiring and I'll teach my teachables. We're going to be, you know, high school uh, math and science, you know, phys ed, that kind of stuff was what I went. So I went for a year teacher's college. I hated it. Um, I had that one experience. You should, we should tell that one on another story one time, but um, I didn't like it at all. But halfway through the, that program, my professor from Mac uh, Stu Phillips, who's well known in the still today in the nutrition area yeah. from a research standpoint and protein. He's my fourth nutrition prof. He reached out to me and he says, Hey, two opportunities, you know, um, one, I'm doing a cool study next year, looking for a student, you know, interested in doing a master's or two muscle tech is expanding their research and development department. Which, okay, ladies, come on. If you are my age, you're thinking muscle tech and you're going, I don't even know what company this is. But when I tell you this next word, hydroxycut, how many of you are familiar with hydroxycut? That is the company. So just to kind of give a little bit of reference, because while it was in the bodybuilding space, I mean, hydroxycut was a really first mainstream supplement from at least that I was seeing in my side of the yeah, world. It had started as a hardcore because it was, it was hardcore bodybuilding right. muscle tech. You know what I mean? It was a hardcore fat burner that then became mainstream more mainstream. But yeah, that was their flagship, most well-known product. Yeah. So you obviously, where do you choose to go? Well, I had said I wasn't interested in doing a master's, you know, and that's me going back to school after already taking longer than normal to do an undergrad because I had to switch programs. Right. right. So and it took you, me yeah, longer. You're, it was old. You were older, a little bit older. Well, no, I, I mean, it just took me longer. You know what I mean? So I don't know if older, I can't remember. But right. it just, I mean, I had to switch programs. So I had to add a year. You, you like, know? I'm not doing another one. Exactly. And then I did. And then I went to, then I went to uh, teacher's college. So I'm adding another year here. I'm a, I'm a master's. What's this <clears> going to do for me in a bottom line career development, career right. standpoint? I don't think, I don't see the value in doing this. As much as I want to do it for myself and it'd be interesting and I feel personal gain from that. Right. Uh, I didn't see I, that I had time for that. Right. Either. Well, you made the wise choice because <laughs> yeah. looking where it went. So I ended up having a, um, a phone interview with uh, somebody at Muscle Tech, and uh, and I said, "Well, I have to finish this program out." They had offered; they were they were looking to hire. Then I said, "I have four months left. I'm not coming home yet to do it, so I have to at least finish." So then we reconnected four months later. Had a phone interview when I was out there. I was in Windsor, and then had an in person interview like two days after I got home, three hour interview. And then I got offered the job 
And what was your, I mean, I know that, you know, you did all these transformations for the hydroxy cup, but what was your official title? Well, so when I went in there, I thought I was going in for a research and development position, an R&D position, you know, and the guy who interviewed me says, hey, what, you know, what, what excites you? The New England Journal of Strength and Conditioning or Flex Magazine? And I'm like, Flex Magazine, (laughs) Right. right? So I ended up going and taking a marketing position. And so you're writing, you know, you're writing about bodybuilding. And back then, you know, Muscle Muscle Tech was doing those those six page articles that Gagic. Yeah. Glycine, arginine, keto, isopropoic acid. I wrote the book on that one. Literally. <laughs> I literally wrote the book for the company on that one. Right. Um, but you're doing uh you just Sorry. brain farted. No, me. you're working marketing. Yeah. And you know, and I I honestly I feel really you know, I'm trying, I don't want to sound like, I, I really feel that I am smarter, you know, not really. And I don't want to say it like that smarter, but you know, I'm more woke on my information around training and nutrition than some of the people that I'm around who are very bro-ish when it comes to, you know, bodybuilding totally. stuff. So I'm like, oh man. And there's no real way for me to, I guess for lack of a showcase it, right? Like I just, I'm just like, I'm just part of the wheel here. And then, uh, you know, so I wasn't really doing what I'm, what, what I loved per se, although it was a, it was such a great environment. It was like, they had in-house bodybuilding competition. They had a great right. gym. They had a powerlifting competition. I was a judge for head judge for the one year's contest. I mean, it was, it was the ultimate environment. Right. Yeah. But I ended up becoming friend, friends with someone in the athlete relations department. And he was, you know, Charles Poliquin follower, Ian King. So really, really, uh, common ground on training and stuff like that. And we became friends and eventually they created a position for me in athlete relations. They called it, you know, strength conditioning specialist. We just called it whatever. But in in, in essence, I was in charge of the before and afters. I had to write all the diet and all the training programs for all the hydroxy cut transformations uh, that you'd see in the Which magazines. at the time, this that was a new thing because it was like Xenadrine time. And I remember because I had Oxygen Magazine, I had before Shape. Before Xenadrine. Right, before Xenadrine. But it was the time, and I remember the transformation that I saw it was a mom that was the before and after. And it was really powerful transformations at that time. Do you remember her name? Uh, it started with an A, I think. Angel? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. But anyways, if I, if I saw it, cause I just remember seeing this, like, you know, it was like the frumpy mom to like bikini body, you know, and they did such a good job with that. Of course, you know, you know, the fine print at the bottom, which is what you did. And and this is the hilarious thing is wow. on the fat burner, you know, well, you know, there's so much legalities around that because you have these companies making just these terrible BS claims. Right. And so the FTC gets involved to make sure that the claims are honest. So, you know, let's say a transformation is, you know, let's say someone drops, you know, 20 pounds in 16 weeks, right. Or whatever. Right. So the, the, the caption will say, you know, Amy lost 20 pounds in 16 weeks using hydroxycut. Now that's not legally allowed. Technically, that's not a complete truth. It's using hydroxycut in conjunction with diet and exercise, right. but everybody right. assumes that they're doing the diet and exercise too. So it really, all they really see is hydroxycut. Right. So, right. Cause like I'm already dying. But I was responsible for doing all of the training. Same thing I do now. Same thing you and I do now. I right. was doing the same thing then. That's how I kind of got into it. I did it for muscle tech first. Well, and that's what I was going to say. So, cause I remember listening to you and you know, I, I even prior to listening to you on a podcast, I mean, when I was your client, I, you know, followed you and scoped you out and, try, you know, tried to learn everything about you and saw that you had done that. And at the time, then you started on the side, kind of just coaching a few what con competitors. Yeah. So that was so before, before social media was the forums, right? So, right. you know, I, I was the main moderator on oxygen forums back in the day when that magazine was still in print. And so I had just without you know, not as a business or anything, but I had helped a couple of people, females who competed and I just did their prep for free. Just, you know, just part of the, the board. Hey, I'll, right. you know, just become friends with people online. I did do that. Right. Right. And that's really where it started. Yeah. So, and then, you know, you move to oxygen and I become the main moderator there that these people have come over there too. And then there's just, and like we talked about the other day or the other podcast, in addition to all of my time, you know, flirting and communicating right. inappropriately, I'm also being asked, this is also where everything starts, right? you know, so I'm working, I'm working 
full time. And I'm also starting to build a small side business where I'm doing, you know, one-on-one coaching back in like 2004. Right. And uh, making some side money. So remember that this has been 16, it's not cool yet. 16 years where, yeah, exactly. No one even is thinking that online exists. I mean, when I found you, um, which was 2007 is when I hired you. When I told people I had an online coach, they're like, what? <laughs> well, when people ask me what I would do, I would be embarrassed to say, because it, it's not legit. Like, right. We, really online like that's just even my parents didn't even consider and, and, and it's a here's real the job. thing guys and i and i say this just to, i have to toot your horn because nowadays we've got a lot of sizzle in the market and people are hiring coaches to learn to be good marketers back in the day it was all about you had to be good at what you did you had to actually there was no marketing yeah there was no, no marketing coaches no so the reason why eric no industry and you became huge on yeah. the oxygen on you know sioux country it was because you got results period yeah it was really you know what i loved about the forums was the community i've always hated writing articles but i love q and a formats yes. so i like forums answering questions having i've had my own threads on different boards yep. Like two countries, a competitor board. I had an expert thread there. I loved it. And I, I don't hold anything back. I give every, I give the best answer I can. I don't, I don't say, well, you know, here's three quarters of the answer. You can have the full answer when you hire me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's just fun for me. I'm, it, it's like, it made me, it also made me feel valuable, made me feel good about myself. Totally. Because one, I know I'm super confident in my material and in my information and my, and what I'm, giving someone or helping or sharing whatever I'm very confident that it's good right and I know it's going to help I know that I know that I know so therefore I feel fantastic offering this up it makes me feel good exactly I'm doing something good and I'm I also feel that and I get you know ego wise I get good feedback it makes me feel good well especially back then when it was I mean let's face it You know, these days there's a lot of coaches that there's, you know, behaviors that they're teaching. And so there's a little more gray in like measuring success in their skill set. But back in the day when you were a contest prep coach, I mean, let's face it, you know, it it did come down to to like a lot of knowledge. Yeah. So what I liked about, you know, um, you know with that board is that it, it attracted competitors, obviously, but also those that were just into the the type of goal that was, that could be summarized as you want to look like you work out. Right. Right. Like that. And, and you can interpret that any way you want, but it's something to do with fitness and movement and having probably some muscle tone or some muscle or de- that's your goal. Right. And that encompasses it all. Exactly. And since I was really into, you know, as a bodybuilding fan in terms of bodybuilding competition, And the few people that I had helped were competitors. And what I liked about working with competitors is that they are good at execution. Mm -hmm. They're just, you know, that's not their issue. They're typically not in their own way. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, they've been through this run a few times, right? And you have to be there for, it's not about your psychology on, on coaching someone to execute. You have to be good at transformation, physiological manipulation and not just fat loss but you know people say well put me on a prep diet now it's really not that it's that the competitors takes it further they take it leaner they have to they have to deal with more things they have to deal with more resist physiological resistance more hunger you have to be able to offset that while still being respectful to their body so they don't have a, a, a rebound metabolically i used to always say what was our what was my mantra back then we don't rebound Right. And because this was the problem, and it probably still is for all I know, I'm out of that circle now, but people grind, 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 and it's a force the body and it reacts post-contest instead of, you know, coax the body and it responds, old Scott Abel quote. But, and, and that was the thing, you know, but it really, the great thing about working with competitors was allowed me to really get good at that. You know, your, your, your skill set's really good, yes. your craft, your understanding of, the physiology on metabolism and not just like theory, but do you have do, to do. And you, you know, I mean, cause we are going to talk about business over time, I'm sure. And I mean, it is no secret. I mean, you've been extremely, extremely successful for many years. I mean, it's not like it's been just a seven figure business. Finally, it's been over many years and you were making six figures right off my, the my bat. My first year I started 
I would call it January of that year, right? I was also working for Muscle Tech entering my fourth year. I left Muscle Tech September of that year, only nine months, eight months into online coaching. I left that full-time position and went full-time online coaching at that time. Right. My first year, I made $175,000. Right. Yeah. With 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 ninety nine point nine percent of it being profit, right? What's, what what is the expense? My internet and my laptop. Exactly. You know that's it. And then next year more. Next year more. You know I was at I was at half a million in a few and, years. And and here's the thing that's really important. You know I mean Eric was just really he was good at what he did. And it's funny how when you have you're you're really good at what you do. It's like a hobby you make a lot of money at. But if you rewind and you're able to look at things, I mean, I want to point out a couple of things. Notice how he said, you know, he'd answer all the questions. He was constantly adding value. That's how I found him. I mean, I found him on the Oxygen Magazine, like forums, not even his own forum. He would go over there and answer questions all the time. And it was stuff that helped me because, you know, he already knew, like you said, I gave all of that way. I knew that people still wanted the accountability. And of course, the skills at the end, especially, you know, when you're dialing in contest prep, I mean, he, he, even him just mentioning all those things, it, it's laughable that people, you know, always just, oh, oh, just say so flippantly, like, oh, just, you know, I want to do a contest prep diet. It's so much more than just, you know, lowering calories or something. There's all these other manipulations. Well, well I think, you know, there's this, I, I heard someone put it like, it's like we're in the, the fat loss age of nothingism, you know, like nothing matters except for a caloric deficit. Nothing matters except for a caloric deficit. Right. And that, that works up to a point. And then lots of things matter. Right. You know, lots of things matter. You know exactly. what I mean? Matter more than just eating in an energy deficit. You know, that's a different type of uh, different type of place you're in physiologically when you're taking someone that's to a place that's well outside of what's going to be physiologically normal. They're underneath where they're going to stay. You right. Know, it's 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 understandably temporary. Right. Right. Whereas when you're t- when you're looking at say you know, predominantly the type of clients we work at with right now, there's no finish line type thinking, you no. know, you're not coming back, you're not dipping down into this extreme and then coming up because we're not really working with competitors. Right. There's it's no more point. of the, Hey, this is how you permanently keep it now. Yes. Right. Yeah. With along with like, Hey, if you've got that goal of fine tuning, you know, building. Sure. And, sure. You got, right. I mean, have your long-term clients. I think of several, you know, long-termers that go through they're they're physique development people. They're the, they're the competitor who just doesn't compete. Exactly. They go through builds, they go through cuts, they go through builds, they go, they're always getting better. I, yep. Rachel Miller pop comes right to my head. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. just growing, cutting, growing, yep. cutting, you know? And over the years, I mean, I, and I, I like us to go through kind of, you know, talking about, you, you know, there's many years that it was a lot of contest prep or people like myself. So when I found you, you know, I wasn't a, I mean, I wasn't a competitor. I'd already lost my weight, but, and I bring this up because Eric was an industry disruptor because I was in the circle of doing cardio every day. I was eating like the 12 to 1300 calories. I was afraid of, you know, carbs, but still ate some, but definitely, you know, and I even came from like the snack wells era, right? And it had worked. It had worked because I'd lost that weight, but I couldn't, I mean, I had ultra discipline. You were trapped. Right. So I was attracted to the LBC philosophy and that you got to work for it because I believed in that because I'm like, hey, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. You know, I reach out to Eric. I'm like, I need to get off this train, you know? That's the other quote we had was results aren't guaranteed. They're earned. Exactly. Our kids have hoodies with that on the back. <laughs> yes. And so I, I was really drawn to, um, the fact that you were against the grain, you know, when there was all this bro science out there with selling tons of supplements. I mean, when I hired you, you were like, you're not taking a fat burner. You're not taking this anymore. You know, why are you even asked me, why am I taking this? I'm like, uh, I was told by the GNC person that I needed it, you know, like stuff like that, that I think that also helped you get seen, you know, because one, the adding value. of Polarizing. Right. But you were exactly, you were very polarizing and it was, I mean, for me. And blunt. Yes. Very direct. Very direct. Very direct. And so back then you had all these people speaking one thing and doing lots of cardio. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we even forget right now because we don't practice this way that there are still lots of people that are prepping, even not prepping, and they're doing... Actually, I see, I'll see an application come in from a new client and, you know, in terms of what they're doing now, they're not even, it's not like they're actively in a phase where they're chasing fat loss. Like they're not on a structured anything, but they're still doing, you know, cardio several times a week for X amount. I'm like, you're doing more cardio now without a goal 
than I would have you doing with a fat loss goal. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you were just, I mean, that was, you know, great. I came from, you know, I'm Kathy Savage. Well, you, if you remember, so what, what I had Amy do on purpose the first time was cut out all the cardio. Totally. And it was, it was really for two reasons. One, to prove me. Just kidding. To, <laughs> to hate me. No. Just kidding. You. It was really to one, show her that nothing would happen by pulling it out because it's, you're, you're in, you're kind of, you're trapped since you've, since it's worked to get you there, you're going to keep doing it to stay there. And that's right. the whole issue with sustainability we talk about. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's like, Hey, we're going to cut it out. Trust me. That's the second part to build trust. Right. He's right. It exactly. worked. I, my experience validates that. And that also made it better for us moving forward, but you also were able to concretely disconnect that requirement. Exactly. It gets to then become a get to, not a have to. Exactly. And that was a big, you know, change. I mean, I'd, I'd had a coach, you know, right before you, but it was taking me down that same path of, you know, honestly telling me even what I wanted to hear, you know, when I said, well, I really want to do more cardio. Okay. <laughs> right. And then I, I get on with you and I remember, I mean, that first time just kind of, I was scared, you know, I saw that I had no cardio and I mean, you came back and I remember you were like, well, what you're doing isn't working for you, is it? And it was the truth. I mean, you didn't say it that way, but you were like, listen, you came to me for a reason. Right. So at that point, I mean, obviously you'd been a few years in business. I mean, you know, you had a wait list and over the years you continued, you know, let's talk about that. So we, we get on social media because I mean, I want to, I mean, I know we can wrap this up in an hour, but we still got a long ways to go, but you get on social media and you explode, mm -hmm. like explode. I mean, how many people did you have on your wait list at that 350. time? 350. So, and this is even with you. And then you started to add team members on because you're like, but let's go back to that. Okay. So Here's the thing. So Eric is obviously really good at what he does. And over these years, I mean, and I'd seen it even being someone, you know, on the outside as a friend and then in a relationship with you that even in a relationship with you, you were very, very guarded with your business. And it was because I know you would say this yourself is that you took it very seriously. You're very good at what you do. And you knew that what they were, you know, I mean, that it's an investment on their part and you want them to get you like what you are providing. And so that was why you had never really expanded over the years, right? Yeah. So you get to this place where you've had a big wait list at this point too. I mean, I know you very well, you know, we've, um, you know, I think you've even already helped me pivot and you still have this big wait list. Like you'd helped me expand Curls and Way. So you decide to bring on, you know, people finally and expand in that way. Tell, you know, talk me through what finally made you pull the trigger. You know, it's, it's, uh, I've, I've always kind of said, you know, I, I've made honest money, you know, in this industry, which is not something a lot of people can say, right. you know, it's just really a lot of, a lot of BS in our industry. Right. And I, right. and, and therefore before when it was just me, you know, LBC and Eric are, they mean the same thing. Right. right? So when people are then hiring LBC, they're expecting what, what I've produced up to this point. And therefore, my hesitation was, how do I repeat? How do I duplicate myself? Like, I don't, I don't even know how to, like, I know what to do. My experience is adding to my knowledge of what to do as well. And plus, I have a foundational understanding of what I'm doing. Exactly. But how do I actually wrap that up into a form of teaching? I'm not sure how to do that. Right. right. So I just didn't. And I'm like, well, then maybe they're not going to be as good as me. And it wasn't like a, a arrogance thing. It was more one confidence in myself, but also a lack of confidence in my ability to, to teach. Right. Myself. The concern for the client to make sure exactly. that they're getting and you. That, and that they might leave here without the experience that I personally could have been able to give them. So that was my hesitation. Right. But then you're, then you're the bottleneck. And I had a client of mine who's incidentally now a client I of know. mine again, she just had a baby and uh, she had said, um, you need to expand. You need to reduplicate yourself. So that, and that, at that point, like I said, I had, it was just over 350 people, which who knows, that's like a couple, I mean, that's a long time, right? You'd never get Cause you it. got, you got your long-termers that are your clients forever. And then, you know, just based on who knows how long it'll take, it depends on whatever. Right. So then I, I think it was 2013 with CWT, right. That happened before, um, well, you I were expanded so full. because then when I expanded, you were pretty much ready to as well. Yes. Because you also had built up a waiting list. We were, we were smashing it at, on because when, you know, this is basically then Facebook hit and we were on Facebook uh, probably since 2007 or 2008. 
And then, um, <clears throat> and that's when, you know, social media was, it was like a forum. Everybody, everything was seen. There was no ads and post boosts and And you were adding value. And I was just, it was doing the same thing on a forum that you were just doing it on there. And it was just where it, w- it was basically just because people had migrated here. You're doing the exact same thing. It was exactly. fun. And then, uh, and that's where, and then it became whatever our page built up and we now have what? How many on LBC? 190, 185,000. And this is all you know, organic. Not that, not that, you know, that's really gets seen or really anything anymore. That's why the, the power of the groups and our group is really good. But, but yeah, it's, you know, that's, so then, you know, that was when, uh, you know, and I've never really, here's the other thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur type person. I've mm-hmm. never been a, you know, not like you say you, I, my brain doesn't work the way your, your brain is. Amy's got much more of a entrepreneurish type of uh, set of wheels in her head me i just needed help i'm like i i there's more people here and uh obviously I, they're gonna not wait forever so i can bring them on exactly and, and you and weren't looking at it from like this like i need to scale. Sca- i didn't even know the word scale meant until the last couple of years <laughs> right. you know so it was really just that so what that also means is that my in my head i'm thinking okay i just have to be able to tell this help this person do what i do right right i'm not mm-hmm. thinking about leadership you know, managing a team. And we did have up to a team of, and, and that's where we learned those lessons, nine, right? Nine, I think was the largest, you know, and that's, you know, including us. And so us and seven under seven coaches, you know, and, and with really, like I said, not really a business mind, not really a, an entrepreneur at heart, just, I'm just really good at nutrition and training, right? you know, and helping people in that context, not to, you know, team leadership per se. It's not, I didn't have any, that wasn't me. Right. right. So, so but anyways, that's just wh- where your everything kind of grew from there was just, we just grew our team. Right. Right. And then, um, and how did the, okay. So we, we grew the team and, and we went through, I mean, like you said, I mean, we learned a lot through yeah. all these years and, and we're always learning. And I think over the last, you know, five years after we really got with Craig and is when we started to take it, you know, four years seriously and that, okay, now we're not just a hobby. Well, yeah, that's what we were already thing. making seven figures some, for years. Yeah. But, and someone know. had said, you know, you don't have a business, you have a hobby you make really good money at. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's true. I, I love this stuff. And I just actually had an opportunity. Um, I was just saw an opportunity yeah, early we, on before a lot of people did and was effectively there at a good time and doing good work. Exactly. Right. So, but not really knowing, knowing any, oh, that makes sense. So then we started, you know, trying to look at it that way. And at that same time, you know, we had some. Then our industry also exploded too. Yep. And we had a couple bumps that I do think in further podcasts, we'll have to talk about one because it's a huge one, but we did have a pivot in our messaging to some degree in that we've talked a lot about so far, just the contest prep or even just that person that back then was the, the, I, I considered myself like a gym rat in the sense of like, I mean, if you're coming on forums and you're like ordering like lifting straps and stuff, like you're, you're at the place of, yeah, you know, it's just the person who just, you know, they like going into the weight room, right. You know, they're not, they're not, it's not, it doesn't mean power lifting or being stupid, but you know, the weight room is part, is part of your understanding of how you get there. I just wanted a booty and delts, if I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Muscles, what gives you contour, you know, you don't get a nice set of glutes without having muscle in your butt. Exactly. You know, unless you just be that lucky person where your fat's just perfectly positioned, but it's not the same thing as a muscle butt. Exactly. So over the years, we've obviously grown up, you know, I mean, how old are you, Eric? I'm 46. So, you know, we've grown up and our, and our, and our clientele has grown up, but you know, with that, so we did a lot of that contest prep. And then, you know, a few years ago, we did have this kind of shift even in our lives, you know, like personally, you know, we, we both called it like kind of explosion for change where, you know, not going to shows anymore either, right? You're just a different phase of life yeah. even on top of that. And even our coaching, we realized that the contest prep was no longer what you wanted to do. Tell me about that. Why? Well, that probably relates to a couple of different topics, but you know, I know one of them was just more an understanding that the mindset behind competing is really the polar opposite to the mindset behind or required for someone who's going to remain in shape for life. Right. Because a competitor, what is reinforced is the deadline, the contest date, Bingo. the finish line. And that's going to have you in an, in a, in a rushing mindset, in an impatient mindset, in a, 
in the problem all the way until you're at the deadline mindset, never feel, you know what I mean? It also has you, uh, chasing change, you know, always being highly looking for progress. And that's really typically what keeps you going. And when you're not having it, you struggle. And that too is the issue because the person who maintains one doesn't have a deadline or a finish line. They understand that they're just trying to get better at this every year for life. Right. This is their sport for life. Right. Right. Uh, Once I'm in shape, then I focus on getting better at what keeps me in shape. Yes. Right. Mastering it. And the other thing is if the competitor, which since they're, it's really 100% physique based motivation, right? Because it is a physique contest. Maintaining is about having an intrinsic reason to commit that has you maintain the commitment for no progress, like no physical change. That's what right. maintaining, I'm in shape now, like you, you go through seasons where you want to go tighten down for a photo shoot or something yeah. like that. But for the most part, you stay in shape right? and and you live that way, right? And so there's no finish line to what you're doing. You practice certain things daily. That's the opposite mindset of a competitor. So right. it was really, you know, I'm older too. And I see that for myself, you know, your, your goals change. And that was really where it, where it comes from. Competition prep was good for my ego. You know, I was, I felt really good at it. I actually, even back in the day, I became, I felt that what I was really, really good at was the last week. You know, I was interviewed for the peak week. You know, I had a minimalist approach. I was very consistent in the peak week in terms of the outcome. You know, I felt I really had it nailed. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I really liked getting the the extreme result, you know, getting ripped, getting really, really lean. It's hard. It's not just losing weight. It's harder, you know, and I liked doing that. And I and it was just made me feel good. And it really reinforced that I'm good at this. Right. Right. But it's still just a competition. Right. Now, I would say that you and I are both really good at solving the, the riddle of not having to go back and forth, you know, yes. of, of, the, of the get in shape and stay in shape. And it is literally, I've recognized now, because I understand the mindset of this, I have recognized it is literally the opposite of a competition exactly. prep mindset. And even in my own, you know, with my training coming from being, you know, skinny and teased and getting into steroids because of that. My commitment to the gym for my life has obviously served me. I mean, career wise, you know, I look good for 46. I'm not out of shape. You know what I mean? But it has been based on a lot of vanity, like, you know, a lot of like looking good, cosmetic. Yeah, sure. And everybody's got that, right? Right. That's part of it. We want to look like we work out. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to have something else. Exactly. Because there has got to be more. Because especially when you have accepted this is my life sport. You're not going to keep building muscle for life all the way through. You're not going to keep getting stronger. You have to have other reasons for doing this. Yeah. Right. And you have to have other reasons that therefore elevate your lifestyle that are not simply change-based. And again, different mindset than a competitor, which is 100% change and 100% racing against the clock. Right. Those two types of things like the impatience, the, the, the scale watching, the 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 deadline they all are in opposition to long term success exactly so you know that's we can't work with both now right I right. can't work with competitors anymore I would refer to a good contest prep coach that I know you yeah. know I would I just I'm not I'm not the best person for that person and, anymore you know and it's one thing I love about you know you even just saying that and over the years I mean one our philosophies never changed but what has when things have changed you've always come out and been like this is why it's changing. And it's always been for evidence or science, or in this case, just, just a a belief, right? It's never, you know, you've never caved to that. You've never pushed a supplement. You've never, you know, sold out for the sake of a dollar. And I don't think there's very many, I mean, I don't know any companies now that have been around, you know, 15 plus years that are not somewhat selling out to MLM. Yes. Hmm. So multi-level marketing. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's obviously served you because it really does come back to you getting results. And we will talk a little bit about where our company is going because we do have this, you know, new university. But, you know, as of today, what kind of client can work with Lean Bodies Consulting? Because there are people listening right now. And I said to you earlier, that this was like pop quiz day. So, I mean, I know how to answer this too, but I want you to answer it. Like people are like, you know, who does LBC serve and what is our philosophy? Because... Sometimes, you know, we do an application process, right? Not everybody's a good fit, but what, you know, 
how could someone become a client and who is the right person, a beginner? Is it a... No, you know, I've, 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 it's funny you say that, but that's one thing that I've, a position I've consistently held since day one is that I never have considered online coaching or training to be optimal for a beginner. Right. From a coaching help standpoint, from a nutrition help standpoint, sure. From the training standpoint, that person needs in-person help first to learn, you know, exercise technique right. and execution and stuff. So, and I've always made a, a strong distinction between working out and training. You can work out or exercise every day and never change, never look like you work out. And that's probably most people that do so. Yeah. And, and they're doing it for health reasons and that's cool. Maybe a different goal, right? Not even necessarily. They're all, they are also yeah, doing exactly. it. They're doing it like a me accident. I mean, you just have to walk around the weight room and realize most people walking in the weight room don't look like they spend time in the weight room. Exactly. Right. So people are there trying to do this. Right. Right. And they're just going about it the wrong way. So the reason why I've always said intermediate, classify yourself as intermediate training experience and up is because I want that person to see the value in proper training programming right programming is not just random collections of workouts workouts are not supposed to be random collections of exercises this stuff matters right and when you actually start to learn how to train properly you make better gains and you get more out of the time you're putting into the gym anyway right and therefore you have a better likelihood of looking like you work out over time so if i were to say to somebody who i was i say so they're telling me their goals and let me just umbrella your goal here see if i can cover it is your goal basically to look like you work out? Exactly. Like, does that kind of like, does that feel right to you? And that could be, that doesn't mean like looking like a bodybuilder or whatever, but you want to, you want to look like you work out, exactly. right? You want to have a little bit of muscle. You want to have a little bit of definition. You know what I mean? You don't want when you're, when there's a conversation that pops up and you're talking about, people are talking about working out and you chime in and work out. Oh, you work out? I would have never have known well, that like you don't you. want that to happen. Yeah, I told That's, you. That's the dream of me is right. Having that yeah. as the and compliment. You, and you got that at that one time yeah. in uh, whatever. Hey, such an, you know, an athlete based comment, yeah. right? Made you feel great. Right. So that's, that's the one side of it is that there's still that, that cosmetic driver because that is what good training results in. You know what I mean? You're really, you train, you're training for, for an outcome based goal. You're not just randomly working out for today. Um, and there's also the other side of that where it's the person who hasn't, cracked this code yet, you know, hasn't yes. been able to, you know, they've diet cycled, they've gone up, they've gone down, not by choice, like a person who would be going through purposeful cycles. Right. They're accidentally. Yeah. And they're, they, they're, they're still struggling, you know, so, uh, and this is still the umbrella goal, right? So there's a fat loss goal, not just like a development, you know, wants a muscle goal, but they haven't, they haven't figured that out. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and uh, they're probably, you know, had a few rounds through it too, you know, yeah. And our different places of life where what is sustainable today is also different than what was sustainable 10 years ago. Exactly. You know, there's there and there's more information out there these days. So there's confusion around that. It's all the it's all the, the same things that the typical person who's not lean enough for the for their own liking struggles with. Right. That we are good at. Right. You know, and it's really the the appreciation of the fact that it's not a person who says I have to be on the beach in 10 weeks help right yes you're always sorry i'm the wrong person for you right yeah it's really the person who's just fed up and wants to solve this for good yes you know what i mean they're looking through that they look through that that 10-week vacation i want this to be you know one more time exactly exactly well i love that because that will kind of help people know then the right type of person like hey am i Did I answer it right Yes. Yeah. There's no, no, no right or wrong, but, you know, just showing people, you know, the right, the right kind of person, because there is a, there is a fit here. And I say that because I would have not been the right fit maybe initially, um, at 230 pounds. I mean, I would have been a, a beginner lost. I didn't know how to read labels, like none of that. Right. It, it would have been a bit, it's doable, but it would have been very overwhelming for me. Also, I was going to just add before I forgot, it'd be that person who uh, struggles with consistency. Yes. You know, because a lot of times people's false belief is that they're on the wrong diet. They need this. They need that. Give me this information. What are my calories? My macros? My this? What's this diet strategy? Man, come on. That's not your problem. You're not consistent. 
you self-sabotage, you self-betray, you can't string compliance days, to, you know, enough days together. Exactly. That person too, where we can be very strategic around that problem. Exactly. And, and really it's, you know, we, we say we're not selling you, you know, a program. It's, I mean, we're selling us, our yeah, coaching, me, me Eric, right. you know, our team. It, exactly. Because while the program is a vehicle for some of that change, I mean, we all should know by now from listening to 50 episodes of this, it's, it's you, it's you that has to change. And you hire an expert that there's an art to coaching that they know what to do, when to do, how to do it, and, and you know, when to execute that with you. They know how to use the science. Exactly. But you know what I mean? Package it in your version of sustainability, hold you accountable to it, and help you build the consistency around it. Yeah, because we see so many. I mean, you've got to stop looking just for this the program, you know, I was going to jokingly ask you the question, like, what does an LBC nutrition program look like? Is it keto? Oh, never. Right. And, and why is that? Are you anti-keto, Eric? Yeah, I am actually. But, and, 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 and not because of anything that's innate to keto, besides the fact that for the large majority of people, it is long term, not sustainable. Exactly. You're going to cheat on People, and, and that's not, there are people that do it. I get it. Yeah, you had me now, do it during my camp. I mean, no, you know. But I no, Matt, I meant there are people that are living that way. Mm. So there are people that are going to say, well, I've been doing it for two years. Yeah, you're the outlier. You know, but maybe in 10 years you won't be either. You know, so the whole point is that a lifestyle approach to nutrition is long term. Right. And it's not long term sustainable for most people. Right. And, and the problem is you connect your success to the wrong thing. You think it's carbohydrates. I avoided carbohydrates. They're the enemy. They're evil. Now I must maintain avoidance to them. That's actually not, that's the false belief. That's not true. It was the caloric deficit that worked just like it works with every other diet. The keto diet just packaged it in a no carbohydrate approach. Right. Right. right? So. Well, I think that's important. You know, I mean, that's not sustainable. Always, that's why I don't like it. Exactly. And so, and, and that's why when people ask us what are, you know, what do you guys do or what's your, what's your plan or, you know, I mean, when we're on vacation or something, you know, when people ask us, you know, it's, it's hard for people to understand and, 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 and like conceptualize. If I had to simplify the most, I would say it's, it's uh, when it comes to fat loss, it's about eating the correct amount for you packaged in foods you like. Yes. That also ensures you're meeting daily protein requirements, which is just like calories, a requirement. And our focus, considering that we're not just, you know, where we are in life is still kind of looking at a long-term lifestyle focus of health too, with the majority of that packaging still being done in a healthy, you know, single ingredient type food approach with right. the flexibility around that. Right. That's it. And that's basically comes down to, if you're trying to lose fat, you eat less, right. you still eat what you like. Exactly. And, it's and then so you simple. have the, up to a point and then you have to be able to adjust that strategy and kind of offset the adaptation, but right. different topic. And, and, and here's the thing. And while we did talk about that, and of course, that is probably the problem in this industry is, look, we just talked about the fat loss approach, where we're moving and where we've already, and we've already been here as a brand and as a company in that, that we're really trying to teach people how to keep the results. What else matters? Right. Because all these people are talking about even just how they're going to package their keto or how they're going to package their nutrition. They're not even thinking about the hardest part, which is the other side of fat loss. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I get frustrated, you know, for say a client, if they have, if I recognize the mindset that, you know, I got it from here, they're close to their, their best or, and then they think they're going to be able to just automatically keep it. It's not like that. You've had all these runs of fat loss and then fat weight gain and then fat loss. You don't have any success in this area. You've been playing a fat loss game. You have to jump over to another lane now. Yep. You can't stay in a deficit. You can't keep on your program. That's not what it looks like. Your goal is not to be on any program at all, isn't it? Yep. It's to basically do this completely intuitively and get better at it every year without having to have the structure required to lose fat properly. Exactly. And people, you know, they miss you gotta that. You got to learn that. That's, you know, the fat loss process is all physiology. It's all physiological manipulation and trying to build accountability. The maintenance side of thing is all diet psychology. So what's missing a lot of times is that people aren't coaching diet psychology while manipulating physiology. 
knowing that manipulating physiology isn't the long-term requirement, but the diet psychology transformation is. Right. And that's why your programming is irrelevant. Right. That's not, that's not your, that's not exactly. your issue. You don't need that's to- just what you're applying. You're leveling up effort here to something that actually works exactly. and is going to optimally lose fat, be metabolically respectful. That's the thing. You Fat loss is really a matter of there's no finish line. Once you once you decrease the energy content of your fat cells, you don't get to just say game over. You exactly. have to now live a life that keeps them empty. They're still there. You still your fat loss your fat cells aren't going anywhere. They're empty. And if you've gotten there in a way that's just metabolically or hormonally compromising, you're gonna be primed for fat gain anyway. Exactly. So it's the hard it's the hard part. This is when you need coaching more than ever is exactly. transitioning out of a diet out of fat loss into lifestyle so you can live without a coach and not have to hire anybody again next year. Exactly. Which is so excited. why I'm so excited about our new, you know, university. Oh yeah, that's great. And how, you know, you know, just kind of talk a little bit about that. You know, most people aren't talking about this. I mean, Eric and I, I mean, it's why I've said from the beginning, he's going to be coming on and doing special episodes with me because, you know, this is such an important part of the puzzle. And if you're thinking that like your, your physique, your health is, is not a big reason why you don't have care of confidence or why you're not showing up as your best self, you're, you're lying to yourself because when you are treating yourself with, you know, the, 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 the right amounts of foods and, and training and stuff, you feel way better about yourself. And so, you know, we're on a mission obviously to really get that out. And it's, you know, over these last few years, it's been frustrating at times for us to see people maybe, you know, quit coaching right at the the moment of they get to the what they saw as their finish line, which is maybe their physique goal, you know, maybe a size in their jeans, not realizing the other side. And so, you know, uh, stay tuned. I mean, without, you know, giving too much away, we do have a new it's going to be a new, we're moving, we're pivoting completely in a way where we now want it to be an education with it because it's frustrating to see someone get to the goal. And it's honestly like a tease at the results because they don't end up keeping it. Right. Yeah. It's going to be really, you know, after doing things a certain way for a decade and a half, it's going to be, it's exciting to, uh, to, you know, start something new, but I know that you know, everything that's going into it is going to only serve a more positive long-term outcome for people. Totally. Because you have everything that we're doing now, plus all the gaps that are filled in. You know, this is one of the reasons why we have talked about power of our, let's say, the community in education, because, you know, education becomes yours when you experience it, right? Yes. You have a learn, so you're, you're, you understand some theory, you read something, but it's yours when you have a learn by experience experience of your own and you then connect the logical understanding of what it is education wise with your experience and they come in harmony and now it's yours. Yes. You can't unlearn that. You can't unexperience that. You can't yes. go back beyond that. And what, there's a certain, there's a point of no return for people in transformation where there's no return back to your old self that yes. you're trying to, you just know when, you know what? It can't ever happen for you. Exactly. You're never ever it. going to slide. Exactly. It's permanent. And that's, isn't that what it is? Yep. And that, and that person too then says like, I know you're right. That's peace. Yes. That's solving the puzzle. Yep. And in, in, in this new way of Lots doing of things, education. Exactly. And it will get them there faster because they're getting that education. And, you know, I talk about this a lot on here is you're having a daily software update, yeah. which makes you believe more in, in the process and believe in yourself because that's going to be a lot of it is just, it's your own leveling up. Yeah. I had um, one of my uh, clients, he had mentioned about, you know, something clicking, you know, and I said, Hey, it doesn't click. It doesn't, there is no other side of this. It's a constant rewiring of your programming every day for life. You're always working at this because your default programming built into you is the opposite. Yep. So it won't click. You'll have a point of no return, but you always have to be rewiring this consistently. I think, you know, relating it to like the AA person, people that lose weight need to do it this way. I'm 17 years sober, meaning it's been 17 years since I lost my weight. I got to work at always keeping that off the, every year, renewing that. And more people need to focus on how many years have you been fat, like you, at your at your place, fat free. Well, you there's know? certain things that are now rules for your life. They're non-negotiables. You could never, ever, it's not, it's, it's actually an impossibility. Right. 
you're different. Yeah, your identity changes. And not because you're on a diet. You're different. And that's the whole point. You've changed. And therefore, because you've changed, your body reflects that change. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the other thing is that with with being able to coincide the the rollout of the education weekly through somebody's journey with the weekly calls, yes. that type of education to talk about that kind exactly. of stuff, because that all allows it to put it together. It's going to be, um, you know. And still being one-on-one. Yeah. I mean, it satisfied yeah. that for us. Like, I mean, yeah. let's be honest, you know, and we'll talk about this as it rolls out. Like, you know, most people are moving to a group coaching because it's the only way they can scale their businesses. And we refuse. I, You know, it's funny going back to the early story about oxygen, you know, and I had charged something for a certain, what I don't know what I charged for coaching, but, you know, I always wanted to offer something cheaper that was, that didn't require one-on-one help that people could still just get results on. And I couldn't, I couldn't comfortably do it because I'm like, oh, this is going to be cookie cutter and cookie cutter is cookie cutter. And it works for some people. But most people are outliers these days and do require custom yeah. stuff, you know? So I just couldn't do it. I could never do it. And, 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 uh, I was not comfortable with the ability to, to take somebody's money and not be certain that if they executed consistently, it would produce a positive outcome because I believe that, you know, it would require my adjusting and my troubleshooting and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? So with this, this allows something where there's, there's, there's everything we're doing now, which works with consistent execution. Plus you are, you're downloading so much into this person that is going to be connected to their own experience while they're doing it. Yeah. And therefore ownership, 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 ownership. And this is how the identity transformation happens. You can't, you can't unwind. You can't, I said to someone the other day, for you to regain this weight, you'd have to be an absolute whack job. Right. Because you've just, you'd have to completely freaking give up. Yeah. Because you have too much knowledge here now within yourself. Yeah. And merged with experience. Yeah. Right. You'd have to completely have said, I give up on life. And and that's where we want everyone to be. Right. I mean, we've seen it click with so many. And so your own coach. Exactly. Don't, you don't need someone for everyone. Of course. I mean, this is why we. the goal is that at the end of this, you will one have, uh, you have your transformation, obviously, whatever that may be. But more importantly than that, you your your physique transformation is a reflection of your of your personal your mindset transformation your educational transformation your you transformation so that's really the goal for yeah. this is to be able to realize that you know the fact that all this changed for me is why now i'm in control i'm not in golden handcuffs where i'm in shape but i'm trapped right i am in control of this i have peace i have freedom i'm whew, i'm on the other side exactly I'm so excited. And actually, you know, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is closing a, I mean, you know, of course all of our current clients do not worry, you know, you're still, you're still safe, but it is, it is a, it is a big, you know, shift, but an exciting shift for both you and I, because we've delayed, delayed, delayed until we finally got this clarity on, it really came down to how can we really, really guarantee I mean, that's what it is, like guarantee that we're giving them like the best and continue to give the, you know, your what you've always held such a high standard with the LBC name and the high reputation. I mean, I know that's why you and I, at times when we've had these conversations, I've always been quick to to dream and jump. And you're always like, we need to stop and make sure that this, you know, just satisfies the ethical and just the the success you've always had in the past in, in the way that you've done it, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was the our other, you know, with Go Figure, what we had meant for the other part of that was the same thing. The yeah. roadblock was how do we do this with this, this app project to help people build diet, but without educating them on what to do for themselves to adjust. Yes. Like it's, that's what it is. It's like, you can have this initial setup and that just gets you going in the right direction. Yes. You have to learn what to do with it for yourself over time exactly. to adjust it. Right. Exactly. And, and, and that's kind of the outcome of that and this is still the same in the fact that you end up feeling confident enough to make your own decisions and not just kind of sit there in, in the uncertainty of your problem. Yes. You're kind of like your own mini coach now. Yeah. You know, you are. You, you, this is really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. You don't need help anymore. No, you don't. You can, if you want, like whatever, like the person who isn't, is that, isn't that build cut phase and they're just continuing. Right. They like that, but they're not trying to solve this problem anymore. No, exactly. They have peace. Yes. And that's, peace. it's peace. It is. It is such a peaceful. Oh, I can't even tell you how thankful I am that I did find LBC when I did and that we've, 
you know, just evolved and grown and, and learned as we've gone. I mean, oh my gosh, the, the diet psychology that we've learned and that we've discussed and conversed over, over these last several years. I'm excited for this with you, honey, and just excited for people to, um, you know, even learn today a little bit more about LBC. One fun fact I forgot about you. Hello, how do we forget that you were in charge of getting all those Miss Americas oh. in shape? How do we forget that? Yeah. Fun fact. I was the nutrition, you know, just overall coach, you know, for uh, 20 of the 52 state winners. Yeah. Annual pageant. I mean, come it, the, on. The, the funny, the funny thing for that, and then my my Mrs. Michigan won the whole won the physique uh, part of that competition in Arizona. The funny thing was the main MC was the guy from Seinfeld, Peterman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember him? Uh huh. So I'm supposed to come out to I have a line to deliver to give the award to the physique winner. Right. So I come out there, you know, I got my, my tuxedo on and stuff like that. And he puts the mic under my mouth to speak, but he had just spoken my line. Oh my gosh. You're probably dying. Yeah. I had nothing to say. So I said, thank you. <laughs> and that was it. But that was funny. That's the only thing I remember. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so thankful for you to come on today. We, we spent a full hour. We were awesome. Thank you for coming on. This is, I mean, we've already ripped off the Band-Aid the first day. So now look how I convinced you to come over on the fly and we crushed one together. Thank you for sharing LBC. And uh, next time I've already got a couple, I mean, I wrote notes in this. We're going to be coming back. Why I-I-F-Y-M is the biggest mistake you'll be making. We'll talk yeah. about our food sub calculator. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, another episode in the books, and I'll tell you what, I am loving this podcasting gig. I cannot thank you enough for all of the reviews, for the comments that you've been sending me. It gives me an idea of more of what you want to hear. And my one ask here is this, I would love it if you would screenshot this or hit the copy link and share this with people you think would benefit from hearing from me. It's the way I'm going to get my message out, my vision out and I would so much appreciate it. I will continue to bring episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays with bonus ones on Saturdays with my husband, and I'm excited to share them with you.